0: Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Yeah. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote.
1: Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game, 1037, Lafayette 1041, Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We had a big sports weekend to look back to. As always, on Mondays, open phone lines for two hours. You can watch us simulcast on Stadium 32.3133 on LUS Fiber and call us on the game hotline. Seven zero six zero one 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 seven zero six zero one one one. For those who are Duke and UConn fans, I guess I apologize, sort of, but for the rest of us, it always does your heart. Even if you're not a huge men's or women's college basketball fan, uh, it always does your heart good to see. Things not play out like the storybook would say, and for those who think sports is all rigged and it's all you know, it, it it was um that you know this weekend's results were a fly in the ointment. It always does good to see UConn women lose, unless again, unless you're a UConn women fan, it's just enough of that already. So it's uh it's nice to see. It was uh, nice to see Duke get beat. And the whole thing just not be about Coach K and his swan song and it's predetermined and all that kind of talk. So it is. um, It was nice to see North Carolina get the win um, and kind of prove it. You know, it's the old game. Well, you make that shot, you got to prove it. Well, they beat them in Durham, and it's like, okay, you got to prove it on the biggest stage and they did and i um certainly didn't watch the whole game we were um doing fantasy baseball draft but the the game was on with with no sound as we did it and it was um there were some big shots down the stretch big shots taken big shots hit but um but fortunately for those of us not rooting for duke it was it was good to see it it would have just been too nauseating. Again, if you're a Duke fan, I get it. But for for the rest of everyone who does who don't really care about the, the the whole Duke North Carolina thing or that fall on the North Carolina side of that deal, um, it's just okay. You know, all everybody be talking about Coach K and Coach K and Coach K, and it's like, you know. Just a little, you know, there's enough nauseating things that happen in life and especially sports, so we just, you know, just a little less nauseating. Uh, and so it was, uh, that was good. Uh, a little bit, well, actually that was pretty local and real, as well since the games were played in New Orleans. But we've got um, LSU baseball, things did not end well. Cajun baseball, uh suffered a real gut punch loss on Saturday and bounced back again. And, you know, we, we haven't talked about this much lately, but one of the things that I like about baseball over football, and we've talked about this over and over and over again over the years, is that in football they never play. In baseball they play. You play games in baseball. I just don't have the patience. Football drives me crazy because I, it's just so slow because they never play a game. And then and um, baseball, and when you get a really rough loss, like whew, a rough loss like the Cajun baseball team suffered Saturday where you're up three to nothing, You probably should have more than three runs, but you squandered some scoring opportunities. But you're still up three to nothing, and you give up two in the eighth and two in the ninth and lose four to three Uh, and have a defensive play in there, which is kind of makes you eh. and so if you have to wait a week or two, sometimes two weeks before you play again, oh, that's just just weighs on your brain and your and your heart, and it's just, oh, it's just agony day after day. But in baseball, most of the time, you get to play the next day, and you get a win, and you still have the agony, a little bit of that loss, but it's so much easier to deal with a loss like that when you can play the next day, and especially if you can get the win the next day. And so, yeah, you know, and say, man, you should have swept that home series against Georgia Southern, and that's, that's true. But still, you played. It's the second straight week you played a first place team in the conference, and you won the series. Could you have swept both series? Yeah, certainly you could have. You know, both games that they that they lost, they easily could have won. They just didn't. It just didn't happen. And so, but still, you played two good teams, and you won. Both series, and so um, Cajun still got a lot, still have a lot of work to do. You remember we talked about it last week. My goal was for them to go. Th- if they, I said, if they could go three and two in these five games, then you know, you 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 kind of go into the second half of the season. You're above five hundred against one of the toughest schedules in the country to date. And the schedule on paper loosens up. Doesn't mean you're going to win. It doesn't mean you're going to win. It just means that it's not as tough on paper from here on out. Overall, now there's some obviously when you go to Texas State, it's going to be a tough series. You know, you play LSU. I mean, there's still games that are going to be really tough, and you're going to get. They're not going to beat every team that they're on paper better than baseball doesn't work that way but still you have a you have a you have a good chance of you know if they go one and one and even if they lose both it's not the end of the world if they get lose both games in rustin but if they split in rustin they will be above 500 going into roughly the second half of the season with a chance to really make some hay on the flip side you have cajun softball talking about goals at the beginning of the week, Coach Glasgow said, need to go 3-1. and Got to go 3-1 and one in these four Texas games. You play the Texas Longhorns, who were on a 15-game winning streak going into that game and who swept the Cajuns at Lampson um, Park, what, I don't know, two or three weeks ago. And then you play a three-game series with Texas State, which was the team that Coach Glasgow picked to win the league at the beginning of the year. Well, you win the first three games, and then you have a lead going to the bottom of the sixth in the fourth game, and you play poor defense in that fourth game, and you essentially give a game away. And so – you met your goal, which was 3-1, and one, but the way that you did it, you were just so close to getting a 4-0 week in Texas, which would have been even better, and really put this team in a good position, and they're still in a fine position. Look, that was a rough loss yesterday, 5-4 to four at Texas State. It looked like they might lose because they made some errors, and then uh, Carly Heath hit a big two-out home run in the top of the sixth to give you a four to three lead, but then you give up, play more bad defense and give it away. But in the end, you still had the three in one week that Coach Glasgow said the team needed. Uh, it had been nice to be 4 0, no question. But um, you're in sole possession of second place still. And you just have to hope, and you're behind South Alabama, and you just have to hope you can beat South Alabama head-to-head and see what happens the rest of the way. Still, some things are are going in the right direction. You know, about two weeks ago, there were some people that were starting to doubt both of these teams, and there's still a long way to go. But both of them, things are kind of looking up. And if they, you know, still got to play the games still got to play you know you got a long way to go but uh think there there's some reason to believe let's put it that way reason to believe who sang that song I'm trying to remember there was uh was it Rod Stewart I don't know I remember having a 45 as a kid and that was the name of the song reason to believe but anyway um we've got We've got. Um, it, it was a. It was a good weekend. We'll get into. I don't know. We'll get into fantasy baseball today, but it was um, a very strange, kind of a kind of it, it, fantasy baseball. And we haven't talked much major league baseball. We talked a little bit about the Astros. By the way, the start of the major league baseball season is Thursday. It was not. It's not a top heavy draft. It was not a top heavy draft. I mean, we're in this we got a ten man league in the second round, we were like, none of these guys are second rounders. We're picking a bunch of third and fourth rounders in the second round. That's kind of how I felt. It was just strange. um kind of a strange crop this year on paper. We'll see how it plays out, but it's uh it's going to be I think it's going to be a very interesting major league baseball season especially based on the what the crop looked like in the fantasy draft. And then we've we still got trades being made. The A's continue to hurt their chances of winning by trading Sean Mania to the Padres. Hmm. If I drafted Sean Mania and then he got traded from the A's to the Padres, I'd feel pretty good about that. So we'll see how I didn't, unfortunately. But, yeah. Um, it's going to be an interesting trade Uh, is I think it's going to be a very interesting major league baseball season. I I don't really know what to think about. I don't really know what to think about, you know, I think the Astros division in the American league West is going to be from top to the A's aren't going to be as good, but I I think the Mariners are going to be really good. Um, Hannah's Mariners. She might've been wiser than, than most of us thought, uh, I'm telling you that Mariners are loaded with pit relief pitching and loaded with young talent. I mean, and if they get healthy, they are loaded with young talent. Now, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I have never seen Julio Rodriguez play. I've just read about him. They're talking like this guy is going to be just a hair below King Griffey Jr., a uh, young King Griffey Jr., that he's going to – like he's that talented. That's what they claim. I'm not – I've never seen it with my own eyes. He went off again yesterday. Uh, I got to believe Seattle's going to keep him up. If not, it won't take long before he does come up. And so, you know, again, I'm not seeing him, but they are over-the-top raving about this guy. The problem is he plays in Asia. So if he's really King Griffey Jr. again, or the second coming of King Griffey Jr., of Course, King Griffey Jr. came up, played in Asia. So um it's an exciting time, not that most of us care about the Seattle Mariners, but it's an exciting time to be a Seattle Mariner fan. And it's it's gonna be weird because the Astros have owned the Mariners. When the Astros were terrible, they could still beat the Mariners. When they were losing a hundred games three years in a row, the one team they could beat was the Mariners. And um they they still own them, but man, the Mariners look good. I think the Astros division is going to be the most. Bound. I think the Rangers are going to are a little scary. The Angels, are, there's a you know if Syndergaard comes through, I think they've got a chance to have a little better pitcher than they normally have, and that's who the Astros open up with on Thursday night baseball night. When you're fat and old like me, and having to stay up till midnight. Pubble. Now, I don't have Hannah's schedule. I don't have to get up at like 2 in the morning like she does, but it's still rough, still rough. All right, we will take a timeout. Again, open phone lines for two hours. If you want to comment on the Final Four, or college baseball, college softball, we'll get to some NFL things that happen over the weekend. Um, Major League Baseball, the start of that opening on Thursday, whatever you would like. We can talk about that on the other side after this timeout on the game. One zero three seven Lafayette, 104-1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station.
0: You can call in and say Pete Rose deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. You can call and proclaim that the Houston Astros were the only team that stole signs. The law, the law. Just know this, yes. Foot will disagree with you. Call into Footnotes with Kevin Foot at 337-706-0111. Back to more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station.
1: Welcome back. To FootNotes, Kevin Foote on the game. 1037 Lafayette, at 1041, Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to remind you or tell you about Festival International Prize Pack. If you want to go to Festival International, this is the way to do it. Like all our or like most of our great prizes, you just simply need to sign up. For the Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. And put that puts you in position to perhaps win this great prize. You will get exclusive access to front row and stage areas, shaded seating, air-conditioned restrooms, express drink lines, uh, shirts and pins and posters. This is the way to do Festival International if you're going to do it. So put yourself in position to win this great prize pack by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com and join the rewards club uh, and experience festival international like never before thanks to the game southwest louisiana sports station again the game hotline is 706-0111 706-0111 if you have any thoughts or about the final four north carolina and kansas I meant to look it up and pro- if y'all have heard someone say it um you know they're called two of the blue bloods for sure in my lifetime as a, f- a following college basketball I don't remember them playing but maybe they have before then so anybody who um like I'm not talking about playing at all but I'm talking about playing for the national championship but what a um I don't really, you know, again, I got a little perturbed with Candace years ago because I got tired of picking them and them letting me down in the NCAA tournament. That's just silly stuff. But for the most part, you know, I would say those are two of, um, certainly besides the Cajuns, uh, the, the North Carolina, um, I've always kind of liked them going back to their mid-70s and, and the great Phil Ford. Um, and... You know, I did spend three weeks at Kansas at a camp once, so I, 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 I kind of like KU as well. So I, whoever wins this game, I'm fine with. So that's that's good with me. But any thoughts on who would win that matchup? We talked with Danny Broussard on Friday, and one of the things we discussed was that it looked like Kansas was playing at the highest level. Um but it, but they kind of had the weakest competition and so it's hard to know that what what their what the results or you know how real it is compared to the you know results of everyone else still alive well obviously that happened again I have great respect for Villanova but everybody knows Villanova was playing short-handed so it's it again here we are in the finals and it's like they still haven't beaten our Good team now. Villanova's a really good team, and had they beat them when they had all, if they had all their players, and we wouldn't be saying this at all. But still, in the back of your mind, you're like, "Yeah, but they." Villanova was playing without arguably its best player, so it counts. Again, if they win the title, no one's in. You know, five years from now, ten years from now, no one's going to care about that, Um, and most people won't even remember it. So I get that and it won't make the parade any less fun. But in terms of on this side of the fence just analyzing it kind of makes you um it just leaves you a little wonder. North Carolina is playing very well. Uh I mean, outside of really big North Carolina fan, anybody picked him to win the national championship when this thing started? As an 8 seed? That's that 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 that's tough to do. And um, now, if they'd have been in Kansas's region, then I could believe someone might have picked them to win it because I thought that was the weakest of all the four regionals. But anyway, any thoughts you have on uh, the Final Four? And that wraps up tonight. Again, for for such a huge long, for so many years, the the national championship was played on opening day. And so I kind of feel like, the the not the end you know the final game of the final four the national championship game tonight then it should be to start a baseball season but we got to wait three more days until Thursday because of the, well actually this year would have started the week before um, I guess I'm ready I'm more ready for baseball season than I've been at any time since you know the World Series for sure especially after going through a fantasy draft over the weekend but uh, I definitely am not ready right now. Because of that fantasy draft, still being a little tired. Um, I definitely, I'm not ready for it. West Coast late night games that started. Well, I was going to say 9 o'clock, but it's 838. I don't know where they come up with that 838 time, but that's like three of the first four games of the opening series um, at the Angels started 838. Kind of funny the way that works. Um. again, phone the game hotline, 706-0111, 706-0111. The, um, we mentioned LSU lost to Auburn on Saturday. That was game three. They play one of them Thursday through Saturday things. LSU has the same problem the Cajun softball team has. Neither one of them can feel. So, there's no you. I mean, you know, you can get all mad. They are what they are. It's about expectations and, and, and um and understanding who you are. When 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 the Cajun softball team or the LSU baseball team loses because they make errors, then um it's it's you don't like it, but that kinda is who they are. I mean, they're 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 not polished defensive teams. Um Now, if they lose because they leave a bunch of runners on in scoring position, to me, that's more frustrating at this point because you know that both of them have a lot of potential offensively. They just aren't good defensive teams, and you just have to hope that you can kind of either get a little better in those areas or you're able to cover it up to a certain Uh, enough to win games and to win big games. And I don't think either team is going to be this great defensive team for the rest of the season. That's not going to happen. That doesn't mean they can't win. It just means that you got to either tweak your lineup, which the Cajuns did a couple weeks ago, and it had had worked pretty well until yesterday's game when the, you know, even some of the people involved in the change that had been playing really good defense made errors that, that hurt you. And so you know it, it's just it's just something that I don't think either team you hope they get a little better at you hope they can make enough of the big plays with the game on the line but but the problem is in baseball and softball you can make an error and then you say well we got away with it well if it cost- you might not give up a run in that inning, but if it cost your pitcher especially on the baseball side, if it cost your pitcher another twenty pitches, then it did have a negative impact, even though you may not have given up a run in that exact particular inning so it, it it's 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 not good to play bad defense and um and to make errors now i heard uh Raymond earlier talking about that and and you just you wonder if it's in their heads. I don't I I I would think it I think the Cajuns team on the softball side is so young. I don't know that it's in their heads. I think they're still in man, this is fun playing Division I softball. You know, I think a lot of them are like, you know, they're still on cloud nine, that they're they're freshmen and they're playing. And so Maybe next year or the year after that, it'll be more mental for them. Uh, you know, and you just kind of hope you can you can overcome that. But the Cajuns, uh, are, as we said in the last segment, are making progress on the softball side. We'll see uh, how both of those are at the end of the year. As long as you get enough wins along the way, it's more it, – the, the real important thing is where are you going to be at the end of the year? Um. Again, for the this, is not an exa- this isn't exactly like Cajun men basketball, which you knew that they had no chance in an at-large bid, none. And it was all about that one weekend in March. Well, LSU baseball and Cajun softball are not in that same boat. Like, there is a realistic chance that if things, you know, they could get an at-large bid. So these games do matter. It doesn't matter whether you win or lose. It's not about one weekend in May you know, for the conference tournament for for these two programs, although it, it could be if the Cajuns start losing some more. But um still you wanna you wanna see that progress and it's really about them getting it together and figuring out by the end of the year so when you get to postseason play, you can you defense isn't gonna rear its ugly head. That that that's what you don't want to happen. Um and that's that's all part of being a fan and a coach and a player and following a team. And uh there's some really good thing, good and bad things that happen. And we we'll, you know, Cajun baseball wise, for instance, they lost they won they won two out of three. And to me, the most encouraging thing that happened at Cajun baseball over the weekend happened in the one loss that they had over the weekend. Jacob Schultz went eight innings. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to do that all the time, but that means he has the ability to do that. Played one of the better teams in the league, came into the weekend tied for first, and he threw eight innings. Not a bullpen let him down, but still, going down the road, you can start to see how this pitching scenario can work out for the cages down the road. You already know they have the ability to play good defense. I know at times they have it, but – you can see the ability to be a good defensive team by the end of the year. And now that Warner Rinconis is there and he made a nice defensive play yesterday, he's going to solidify that. And if they can just keep Max Marshock and Warner Rinconis healthy, I think the defense is going to take care of itself. And, man, Chewy and Brock. Oh, is he so good behind the plate? It's unbelievable how good of a job he's doing as a catcher. You can see the offense making strides. The defense, I believe, is going to be there. And... They've gotten some answers, some potential answers. Hey, Dirk is looking good. If he can continue to pitch well, that, you know, could provide all kind of solutions. And um, and you know, and if and if Jacob Schultz is solidified, it looked like he's kind of done that for now, anyway. Solidified himself as the as the game two starter on the weekend, then you have your three starter. Jeff Wilson pitched fabulous again yesterday. So He's had, what, two of his last four outings were just dynamic. And so it's um, you kind of have a starting rotation on the weekend now. And if you can just keep playing defense, and, and Dirk's throwing his hat into it as a guy who can help you out of the bullpen, there's a lot of reasons to really look forward to the rest of Cajun baseball season. I, I think you can see the answers and the potential answers there for sure. All right. We'll take – A commercial break. When we come back, shift gears to the Saints. Talk about some things that happened in Saints camp since um, we last spoke on Friday. I know for a lot of you it's ho-hum, but uh, enough with the negativity. I'll tell you why I think it could be important what they did on the other side of this timeout, we'll be back on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041, Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: Which NFL MVP annoys Kevin Foote the most?
1: Who is Aaron Rodgers? He's the most arrogant athlete I've ever seen. I think he's really to his core that arrogant. He really believes, why in the world are you even speaking to me? You are a lower form of human being. That kind of arrogance is what I'm talking about. And I think that's who Aaron Rodgers is. That is correct.
0: Now, back to more footnotes on the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports
1: Station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station want to remind you about the Hangout Music Festival. We've told you about it a lot over the last few months. It is in Gulf Shores, Alabama, May 20th through 22nd. If you would like to win VIP passes, simply go to the uh, 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Sign up for the Rewards Club. Put yourself in position to potentially win. VIP passes to the Hangout Music Festival. Again, Gulf Shores, Alabama, May 20th through 22nd. Thanks to the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The game hotline, 706-0111. 706-0111. The Saints over the weekend. No, they didn't sign Tyron Matthew or even Landon Collins or anything big like that. They did re-sign PJ Williams, and I was a little worried that PJ Williams would want like a three-year deal or something, and they wouldn't, they would only offer a two-year deal. Well, come to find out, he signed a one-year deal. Even better. And um, and so I do not think that the Saints are thinking, oh, well. Uh, now we're set at safety. I don't believe that. I, I still think if they want to go out and sign one of these veteran safeties, they need to. They need to. Not just they could, they need to. My idea is not that P.J. Williams is a starter. Now, if they need for him to start some games, especially with no, you may not uh, going to probably be suspended – For a DUI that he had before Hardy did, months and yet here a whole season was played and he wasn't disciplined. What were they doing? What were they doing? Anyway, I don't get that. But the um, so I like having PJ Williams, but I don't. I don't think I don't want him to be the starter at safety I want him to be a guy who can do what he's been doing when you need him when you need him plug him in you plug him in and uh and depth and play special teams and be a you know play be part of the rotation at safety but not be you know Malcolm Jenkins um and so I still think the Saints are going to go pick up someone else or I would rather them pick up a veteran safety than to You know, obviously they could draft a safety. They could. But safety's a position I like having experience. I like having P.J. Williams' experience on the football field as a backup. And I I would like for them to go get a guy who's played in the league to be the safety. I would rather, um, you know, draft an offensive tackle to be a backup That Like in the second round, rather than draft a safety to be a starter in the second round. It just makes more sense to me. And so I like for my backups in most positions to be experienced. And so we'll see how it all plays out. But again, PJ Williams signed. It was one of the things that I wanted them to do and they got done. They also signed a veteran defensive tackle named Jalil Johnson. Now, he's not not saying this guy's going to the Pro Bowl or anything, and he may not even start a game this year. Who knows? But he has started games before. He was a um he was drafted by the Vikings 5 years ago, and when you when you when you add his experience as potential debt with Contavia's uh, street, who they signed from the cheaters, um, you know, what, two or three weeks ago, whenever that was, what that tells me is for some people who keep saying, well, all they do is draft defensive linemen, defensive linemen, defensive linemen," They get tired of the saints drafting defensive lineman since they drafted one last year. And he ended up getting hurt most of the time, uh, most of the season. But, I think that ensures that they're not going to draft a defensive lineman, which they don't need to. They shouldn't need to draft one right now. They should have. And remember, they also re-signed Shy Tuttle um, in an offer sheet situation. So I, I think the importance of a dra- of signing Street and now signing Johnson as defensive line depth is that allows them to not have to maybe pick a defensive lineman? It look, I don't believe. I believe it allows them to not have to pick a defensive lineman in the draft, so they can focus on wide receivers, offensive linemen, and maybe even a safety if they end up going want to go that route. If there's a safety that they like, it allows them to to pick other positions that are more need areas right now defensive lineman. So I like that they did that over the weekend. Um, I think if the Saints they need a veteran running back and they need uh, I I think a veteran safety. If they sign a veteran safety and sign a veteran running back before the draft or even right after the draft, but I, for my heart and and for all the panickers out there for sure, for their hearts for sure. If it could be done before the draft, I, I, I'm good. And then you just need to do a good job in the draft, and I think this team is set and be in being good shape at that point. But um, if it doesn't happen before the draft, I still will have confidence that they have a plan and that, that, that is, it's going to happen in time. Now, the only thing I hope is that their plan is not that P.J. Williams is going to be Malcolm Jenkins. I don't want P.J. Williams to be Malcolm Jenkins, but I don't believe that they think that he's going to be. Um, you don't dry, you don't sign a guy who's been on your team since day one, since he was a rookie, to a one-year deal if you think he's your long-term solution. So I don't think that's what that is. I think he's signed to be what he's always been—a a valuable backup uh, and special teams player. That's what he is. Uh, I think he—I—I I, I trust him more than Daniel Sorensen to play safety if and when he has to play safety. But no, they, in my opinion, they need to focus on a veteran running back. They need a veteran running back to, to play the role that Ty Montgomery played but do it better. Not have to be like a part-time wide receiver, you know, third running back option. And I don't want to see Tony Jones. I want Tony Jones to get cut. I want a veteran running back, which they should have kept last year, but they didn't. And now they have even more of a need for it because of Bozo going to Las Vegas. Wouldn't it, wouldn't the Saints, wouldn't it be so much better? It's part of, you know, these individual accomplishment. It would just better if he just stayed home. Why even go to the Pro Bowl? What do you need to do that for? Stupid Pro Bowl, unbelievable. But they need a veteran running back and a veteran safety, and then and then and then draft a wide receiver, offensive lineman somewhere in the draft. And I think they're good. Now, that doesn't mean the season's gonna you know they're gonna win double digit games and go to the Super Bowl. It could mean that, but you gotta you gotta stay healthy and all those guys. But I'm I'm just saying they will have checked all the boxes that I want them to check. So. No, B.J. Williams and Jahlil Johnson are not. You know, if they had gone out and signed a veteran safety with a name recognition, everybody would be a whole lot more excited. But I, I think those are those are still things that I, I think needed to get done, that they got done a little bit more under the radar than, uh, you know, some people, they're all about flash. I'm not as worried about flash. I'm just worried about checking off boxes. So they checked off some boxes. And now I think they've got two more to check off, hopefully before the draft. And if they do that, man, it's going to be an exciting draft. I mean, I don't know that we're, we're not going to probably get to the draft today, tomorrow probably, uh, or revisit the draft. But it, look, folks, we, um, we're um we into April now, and it's not that far away. And, man, this is going to be – the in terms of just excitement because of – The because of just uncertainty, the unpredictability of this draft. I think it's going to be on draft night. Now, look, it's not this. I don't. Overall, everyone's saying it's not this great draft, talent wise. But in terms of, okay, here's what you have. Let's try to predict who it's going to. It's very unpredictable. So I think it's going to make it a very exciting, intense draft night Uh, because. Will the receivers that the Saints need drop to them? And watching the draft pick by pick, it's going to be not that different and maybe even more needful than the whole Kenneth Murray debacle where you wanted Murray, you wanted Murray, and then it, and it just kept not getting picked and it went down to it and there was one pick left and boom, they traded in front of you and, 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 and snatched him. That was a punch in the gut. And so it could be one of those scenarios again, which is exciting, but agonizing. And when it doesn't go your way at the same time. All right, we'll take a timeout. So not great news, but I think good news from the Saints over the weekend. Just to keep you up to date on that. We'll take a timeout. Come back on the game, 1037 Lafayette, One zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: Seven Foot is a walking, talking encyclopedia of New Orleans Saints history. No. Seriously,
1: After that is 2013, which I call the forgotten Saints season because in so many people's mind, the Saints' streak of good football ended with the Bounty Gate season. And it's not just recent history either. In 88, they finished 10-6, and six, tied for first place in the division, did not make the playoff because they got cheated by a blind official named Fred Silver who absolutely cheated, uh, stole a game on Sunday night in a 13-12 loss to the Giants with his either blindness and aptness or cheating or whatever you want to call it. I think he was just blind and senile.
0: We return to the man who's forgotten more Saints history than you will ever know. Kevin Foot and footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: welcome back to footnotes Kevin foot on the game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana sports station want to remind you to North North Carolina plays Kansas tonight national championship game tip-off set for 820 and you can hear all the exciting action right here on the game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles man we won't we won't we won't have time. Okay, we've got a phone call from Manny, but it's going to have to be shorter. He's going to have to call back next hour. And by the way, Manny, I spoke to a lady at church yesterday who gave us a suggestion. The name of the chocolate chocolate chip cookie without the chocolate chips, in her opinion, would actually be called Brown Sugar Cookie. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. And that they would taste think, better yeah, than yeah, a chocolate yeah. chip cookie.
2: Oh no, no, no! We don't cook, Kevin. <laughs> I know we don't have time for the like, chocolate chip talk, okay? <laughs> but, it, but that does make sense. Brown sugar is pretty close to yeah. just non chocolate chip. Yeah. Okay, Kevin, who who are you? What, what's your top three agent back? Who would you like to see us get? I mean, you know, I'm just kind of I kind of briefly brief breeze, breeze through. The I backs,
1: I, uh, I I'm not that picky. If they want Tyron Matthew, that's fine. If they want Landon Collis, that's fine. I'll even take this cat Tort, who 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 won the Super Bowl for the Rams. I mean, I just yeah, I'm need talking a, about
2: running backs. I'm talking about running backs. Who who you think you say we need a veteran presence in the? In running oh, I backs, want Devontae
1: Booker. I oh. want Devontae Booker. Oh,
2: okay. I like him. I- Yep. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm looking at Darrell Williams, Sony Michelle. I think Darrell oh, Williams. Oh, I tell right you, I down. love Darrell Williams. I'll
1: sign up for Darrell Williams right now. Oh, yeah, I love him yeah. too,
2: but he might be above our price range. Okay, I'm gonna call you back uh up later on.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm good. Again, I'm not that picky. I just want a veteran running back uh who who could who could be a starter for a game or two and, and, and not look like a fish out of water. I'm good with Daryl Williams. I'm good with Devontae Booker. I'm not that picky, but I'm somewhat picky. I, I don't want You know, I would have taken Ronald Jones, but he's already signed. Need a veteran running back. Don't want Tony Jones. Man, they messed that up last year. Hopefully they can correct that this season. All right, that'll do it for the first hour. Brown sugar cookie. I was impressed when I heard that. Maybe one day Hannah will make us some brown sugar cookies and bring bring it to the studio. That's it for the first hour, another hour to follow. On the game, 103.7 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote.
1: Welcome into footnotes, or welcome back to footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to, uh, to remind you also, we are on the simulcast Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. Also the game hotline give us a call at 706-0111. 706-0111. And we um Manny called at the very top and and you know I think he Manny was a little bit perturbed because I don't like chocolate chips and the man obviously loves chocolate chips. Um I just think chocolate chips are or as overrated a sweet food as there is, it just—I just don't like them. It just ruins. I—I I, I was shopping yesterday, and to get you know, um, I was going through where you can get like pancakes and waffles and stuff, and then they, and I saw something that was just awful—chocolate chip pancakes. Awful. Why would you ruin a pancake by putting chocolate
3: chips That's in? That's not ruin a pancake. You were ruining the pancake, but I don't be in the pancake.
1: I remember my kids used to, we don't buy much anymore, although I was supposed to last night and I forgot and oh, my Lord. wife was not happy with me. But uh, I haven't done it in a while. I need to, a good old cinnamon Pop-Tart, put a little butter on top. But my kids used to get chocolate chip Pop-Tarts. That is nasty. I mean, you have great Pop-Tarts and they want chocolate chip Pop-Tarts. Awful. Have you ever had a chocolate chip Pop-Tart?
3: I had like the fudge, pop tart or whatever. I think it was just chocolate. I don't think it was chocolate chip. That was just chocolate.
1: Chocolate chip pop tarts, awful.
3: I do like the the uh, brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts. Oh, that's, Ooh, that's ba- my favorite.
1: And you got to put a little butter on top. Really? No, the way to eat a the way to eat a cinnamon pop tart. Now you don't you don't just eat them out the pack, do you?
3: I do. I have, oh, I, well, I don't have a gotta toaster. You got to put them in a the toaster. Well, one, I don't have a toaster. Somebody <laughs> wants to give me a toaster. <laughs> um, Somebody
1: buy this woman a toaster. <laughs> so you, you, you got to, it, it doesn't work. The butter don't work. Don't put butter on it if you don't toast. To, okay. But w- when you put it in a toaster and it just comes out and it's still hot and you put a little butter on top and it seeps into that, boy, it's good, especially if you have milk.
3: But see, I don't like straight up just eat my Pop-Tart, like take out the package and eat it. I am like different. I literally will pick off the entire like, White edges like the actual regular dough first, and then I'll eat this the actual cinnamon part. Well, that's okay, but
1: I'm saying if if it was hot and it had butter in it, it would still taste better. Yeah,
3: I eat it it both ways. Like, we had to for a camping trip, I think we bought like 12 boxes of them because my cousin he would like he he would take one and hide it and he would eat the whole thing by himself.
1: Yeah, well, that's not a bad move,
3: but no, I've eaten them both ways. I don't have a toaster, so I can't eat pop up that way right now. I'm sorry, you could I put them in the
1: oven for a few seconds. It won't work as good, uh, but you could do that.
3: I could do that. I mean, I heat up a... I mean, you
1: could microwave it. It's just not as good. It's not as authentic.
3: I mean, my, 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 my stove is clean, so I literally went and after I made some, like the insides of a burrito, I took my tortillas and I just put them on the stove.
1: <laughs> that works. Hey, heat just, them up and they're just rad, do yourself fine. a favor. Don't ever eat a chocolate chip Pop-Tart. It's nasty.
3: Okay. That's Anything I'm with chocolate chips them. in them is nasty. Because you, I just don't understand. Even the pancake, they melt. The they melt. So chocolate really, it's just chocolate. I'm like, why so would how you is do this? That? How is this ruining your pancakes? If it's not good, it's melted.
1: Because it's not but it's as good. No now, longer
3: a chocolate chip. It's a now a melted.
1: blueberry pancake. That's good. Uh uh-uh, uh, that's nasty. No, that's good. A blueberry pancake. Chocolate only chip eat pancakes. i blueberry in nice. my
3: bagels. Because they're like. Well, I like blueberry bagels s- too. Very very tiny. Yeah, I, I like don't those like. too. Mm-mm. I'm not my pancakes not know.
1: brown sugar cookie we uh, see we when she said that I'm like you see we uh, we 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 checked off a box for the weekend That was our, that was the- our challenge going into the weekend what is the name of that cookie
3: <laughs> it's just the cookie though Miss
1: Selena told me the name brown sugar cookie
3: so that means it was just so a we checked sugar. off the box
1: but that means Signed pj right with- williams brown oh. sugar cookie
3: but that just means it's a brown I mean, it has brown sugar in it
1: that's that's a good name. I like that name. Of the I like brown sugar.
3: I just like as uh, cookie. It's just a cookie.
1: One day. Oh, one day no. we'll eat one.
3: I, I will. And you'll say, you know, this yeah. is not.
1: better than I thought it was going to be. That's when's your gonna, birthday? August the second.
3: Oh, uh, that's a long time away. That's for a <laughs> long. Yeah, that's.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be worth it. It'll it, it'll be, be fine. worth it. Yes. All right, the game hotline, 706-0111, 706-0111. We've talked about Cajun baseball and softball, uh, lots of encouraging things there. LSU um, uh, baseball's got some work to do. Uh, Any thoughts you might have on the Final Four, certainly feel free there. Um, It was... um, it was, it was, you know, again, one really game, one game that we knew wasn't going to be very good, or we thought wasn't going to be real good, and another one um, where it where it turned out to be even better than probably I thought the game was going to be. So, good, 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 and bad there, um, depending on your taste, I guess. All right, let's go to the game hotline and talk to Rockefeller. Hello. Kevin, yes, sir.
4: What did you say about the pop tarts? I'm listening to you. I kind of missed something. Chocolate chip, po-
1: chocolate chip pop tarts are nasty.
4: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't can't say that was some of the best. I'm to say Kevin really lost his mind.
1: No chocolate chip pop tarts. Man, where are
4: you going today? Don't you- forget, Kevin. Like I told you, don't forget. Brown sugar cinnamon is the best. No frosting. No frosting.
1: No, no, okay. no! But you got it. But you gotta put. You gotta put a little butter on top.
4: Well, you yeah, I heard about the butter. I'm just saying, no frosting, no frosting pop tarts. Frosting pop tarts are junk. You don't want that. You want the strawberry unfrosted and the brown sugar cinnamon unfrosted, Kevin. That's it.
1: Oh, I like that. Add I your like butter both after of
4: them. that? You can add your butter after that. Drink your milk while you're coughing with it. It's good. But don't get the frosted, Kevin. Don't do that. Please don't get the
1: <laughs> Okay.
4: Okay. Don't do that. Now, all right. I know, I know, What's that? Well, you called me Mr. Negative this weekend. but well, you see, I'm not really negative, Kevin. You know why? I'm a fisherman, Kevin.
1: Well, that's, you know, you got to have some hope when you're, but not the way you fish, you catch all the time. You don't know. I mean, if you catch, if you fish the way I fish, where well, you hardly ever catch fish. Well, then you ha- you really have to believe because you hardly ever catch fish, but you catch huge ones all the time.
4: Yeah, but that's your fault. You, you go fishing <laughs> where the fish isn't there. That, that, that ain't the fish fault. That's Kevin's
1: fault. I bet Russell catch if y'all
4: go. <laughs> I bet Russell can, but you ain't catching. You know why? Because you're too busy worrying about somebody losing on the team losing. You got to focus on the fishing when you're at the water, not at the team. And you know, I know, I know you and Paul was talking about it this weekend. But guess what? Guess who is going to be saying the next time we beat them? Oh, they cheated for Duke. They cheated for Duke. So you know how this stuff goes. You got them brainwashed, Kevin. I'm going to talk to y'all later. <laughs>
1: okay, thank you. Oh, maybe one day I'll be able to fish with Ronnie and eat a no-frosted cinnamon pop tart. But that, that would be a good day if I ever get to do that. All right, let's go. Let's go back to the game hotline and, and, and see Mr. Chocolate Chip. I'm going to have to stop calling him Manny and start calling him Chocolate Chip, I think.
2: No, no, you don't, because I'm, I'm here to tell you, no chocolate chips in pancakes. Absolutely not.
1: Oh, I'm yes. with you there, yeah. That's awful.
2: Yeah, I mean, come on. Popcorn, pancakes, I'm not with chocolate chips so far. No, absolutely not. Oh, you now. <laughs> blueberries, blueberries, uh-uh. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Pancakes, yeah. Okay. All right. So, all right. Let's get through that. Okay, Kevin. Several things, Uh, man. Y'all got got so much. Y'all got so much stuff going. Kevin, man, where's your uh, your uh, your your Duke in North Carolina guy? I just thought this morning your North Carolina guy was going to be tearing poor Rockefeller slash Ronnie up, man. I just uh, I can't believe he didn't call.
1: Well, we got forty five minutes left. He might still yeah, he
2: call. Okay, all right. Let's talk about uh, that game. I'm I'm just worried that North Carolina, emotionally wise, you know, I mean, you know, sometimes Kevin, uh, you burn up a lot of emotion, which Kansas really has not had an emotional game. I right. would think. So you know, I'm kind of worried that Carolina might be on the on the. The bucket might be a little empty, you know. The tank might be a little empty as far as the emotion goes, so I'm worried about that. But it should be a very good game. Okay, let's get to LSU baseball, man, Kevin. They, 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 they historically bad defensively, we know that. But listen, it's not even that. They just don't make most some routine plays that they don't get. You know, they don't give them errors for. You know, you, you when you when you bad defensively and you and you make. Plays and you can't make plays that aren't even called errors. But you know, I mean, you got to make them. You have you have no shots, so they're not going to win many Friday night games. But they got a bash on Saturday and Sunday, and they can't. They like yesterday. I mean, Saturday they got they got shut down by the TBA guy. I mean, you know, come on, are you kidding me? He, gives, he, he they left eleven people on base, so can't win like that. Obviously. Uh, all right, so we talked briefly about this on Friday. I like the North, the North Dakota guy, but, you know, of course, he's very up and down. I mean, as the second round, not as a first round, obviously. Very up and down, the stuff on him, because the reason I like him is because, obviously, physically, he's kind of a freak. You know, he's like 6'4 and a half, 208, and runs a four, sub four, four. Now, of course, they talked about him and his route running, but I just saw a report Thursday night or Friday morning that, His pro day was, he was, looked really good route running, very surprising in his route running, so that's a very good thing. Uh,
1: Okay, let let me, while you're on wide receiver though, Manny, let me ask you this question. Would you rather draft like a Pickens or a Pierce in the second round, or a Burks in the first round?
2: Hmm, man, I don't know. I'm intrigued by Burks, but. I just don't know if he's a, if he if he can take him that high, you know. Uh, I mean, he's a beast, but you know, speed in the NFL is very important. I just you know, I, I really believe that speed is the big most important thing, receiver wise, in the NFL. Of course, hands. I mean, goes without saying, but I'm worried about his speed. I think I'd rather go uh, the other guys in the second round personally, and, and, uh, but. Because I don't think he's a automatic, big, you know, plug and play guy. And you, you know, like we, like you were saying Friday, the biggest need, I think, is you have to have a receiver that plays right away. You don't necessarily have to have a tackle that that plays right away. Exactly. You know, so I, I just I think I'd rather go with the if if you're going to go with Burt, I would go. I'd rather go with those other guys in the second round. I don't know if Burke's a blow it out the water, you know, guy. I mean, he's going to come in and play, obviously. And he's going to catch some balls, but just a big-time guy. I'm like, you know, I still think the Alabama guy is going to be there only because he's hurt, and, I, man, I think he's going to be – he's almost a no-miss, I think, if – if everything. Well, is, I sure wish he, he, he wouldn't have got hurt
1: so he'd been gone so Alave or one of them would fall to the Saints. All right. Yeah, one, right. one one exactly. question. One more question before I let you go. So, what okay. percentage would you give? What percentage chance would you give that the Saints would shock us all and pick a receiver in the first round and the second round? Oh, I'd say that's a, only about 10% chance that that's
2: going to happen. <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't see that. I, I think they just love linemen too much to go uh, to let the first and second round go, especially with, as deep as the, the tackle class is. I think it's just they they, they can't help themselves. They're going to have to pick a tackle,
1: and it's probably wise. One, I'm one just yeah,
2: yeah. I think they they just you know they they just too crazy about tackles to not to not pick one uh, in the in the first or second round.
1: All right, Manny. I'm glad you at least, at least, at least you're open-minded.
2: Rose, uh, butter, cinnamon rolls and butter off the chart. Gotta have butter. Gotta have butter, definitely. Okay. All right, have <laughs> All a great day.
1: Take care. So, Hannah sends me a picture of a new kind of Pop-Tart. Frosted maple waffle Pop-Tarts. Yes. I never heard of that.
3: Martin Janak told me to tell you about it and try with some butter on top.
1: Man, frosted maple Waffle popcorn tart. Yes. I guess I would eat it. I would certainly eat that before a chocolate chip anything.
3: I just don't under. Oh, oh. my goodness! I just don't understand <laughs> your hatred for worst. chocolate oh, chips. When most a- of the stuff that I'm talking about putting it in, which is chocolate chip cookie, which most of the time good. it is when it comes up right at the oven, it has been melted already, so it's not going to chip anymore. Two chocolate chip pancakes. Oh. Heck yes, especially when you put bananas in it. Two banana. To- oh. It makes it even better, but again, that's all melting, so it's really just chocolate. That's what I don't understand. Is you don't want chocolate chips. I but think it's just I think it's the
1: whole thing with chocolate chip. I think we've been brainwashed. It's like propaganda all our lives to to think that chocolate chip. And then I, one day I was just like, "This is not good. Just get rid of these stupid chocolate chips, and it would be good." Give but, me a brown sugar cookie. Oh
3: my god, it's not brown. Somebody's got to make really a brown a cookie. sugar cookie. Someone, please send us some. Chocolate. <laughs> All I'm right. calling it a cookie, not a, cookie, not a brown sugar cookie, because that means you have to put a whole bunch of brown sugar in it.
1: It would be better than a chocolate chip cookie.
3: It's just a cookie, then. Well, that's okay. It's yeah. an OG I'm cookie. I'm okay
1: with just a cookie.
3: That's what you're going to call <laughs> it. Not a, sugar, a brown sugar cookie.
1: I'm okay with that. Oh my
3: all goodness.
1: right, we'll take a break. We'll be back on the game. 103.7 Lafayette, One zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: Do your loved ones run for cover when watching a game with you? Then Footnotes is the show for you. Time for more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports
1: station. Welcome back. To footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. 103.7 Lafayette. 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to remind you, I have never been there, but I've heard a lot about this. The world-famous Angola Prison Rodeo is coming back in 103.7. The game 104. one Lake Charles would like to give you free tickets. Here's what you need to do. Text Angola, A-N-G-O-L-A. A-N-G-O-L-A to 68683. Text Angola to 68683. You might win tickets. Free tickets to the Angola Prison Rodeo scheduled for April the 23rd and 24th, where you see all the exciting bull riding, wild horse riding, and convict poker. Don't know that I've ever really. Rattled that term around in my mind very much in my life, convict poker. But you can, um, but but text Angola to six eight six eight three Angola to six eight six eight three. You might win some of those free tickets to the Angola Prison Rodeo. If you like rodeo, I've under my understanding is it's it's um, it's it's not something you want to miss. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello, footsie. Howdy, sir.
5: But see, you know, like every time they come back in from break, they always have like a little thing. Like this time, they said, you know, if your if your family runs for cover when watching a game with you, you might like footnotes. Yeah, you know how they how they do that. So on one of them, they they have you saying, when you're in the major leagues, you catch the ball. That's what you do. Right. Now I have never quite understood the funniness of that. I mean, I, I, I thought it was kind of, you know something that was was realistic so let me ask you would you think that that would also apply to a college baseball team that like if you've made it to college baseball you would catch the ball if,
1: if they you hit it to that, you you catch it yes i agree well yes
5: that's lsu's problem they can't catch the ball that that's what's wrong with lsu baseball and they can't hit either they they can't pitch, they can't hit, and they can't catch. Outside of that, they're pretty good.
1: So you're saying that the majority of those errors that we see are fielding and not throwing?
5: Oh yeah. Oh, it, it's it's and then they get a lot of breaks because they don't they don't come close to the ball. Like the other night, they hit one to the shortstop, and I mean, it was all they had to do was take a step to his right, and it would have hit him right in the chest. You know that's another thing. Don't you want to? You know, weren't you taught, literally, to move over and get your body in front of the ball, so in that way, you know, you miss it, it bounces up, hits you in the chest, you can still build it. Yeah. They they just they try to put their glove to the backhand side, and they they probably got twenty thirty more errors than than they've been given credit for. It's, it's that that's just it's truly unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable how poor they field the ball.
1: So, but do you think the solution is like, like, and again, Cajun softball—they're bad defensively. But what he did was he kind of moved and started playing more defensive first players and sacrificed maybe at least on paper a little hitting to try to get better defensive. Is that what LSU should do, or not really? You think?
5: Well, I think he's tried moving people around and he's tried, tried putting people in the game. But I think they're just terrible. I think we have now got to the select age of where select people are now playing college baseball, and they just don't – they don't understand the fundamentals of the game.
1: Oh, I think that's definitely happened, yes.
5: You know, but LSU is just – like I said, every time I hear you say that or they run that little blurb, always not sure why they're running it, but then I just think, hey, it's LSU. LSU just can't field the ball. And, no, he's tried – he tried flipping the second baseman in the shortstop and they had a ball to the shortstop Doty. And like I said, he, it was, it went right by his right leg and he tried to backhand it for, for what reason? I don't know if he would have moved over one step, it would have at least hit him in the leg. They just, it's bad. It's terrible. You know, this is one of the, this is one of the worst LSU teams I've seen in a long, long time. They just, they just, I I don't I don't think I and, and you know I guess it, I guess it happens it happened to USC it happened in different sports you know like to UCLA and stuff but I mean you know they they haven't won a a, a a national championship in 13 years so these boys just they they have no knowledge of what LSU baseball is and I think it's just oh well you know, hey, it's all. If you would look at these cats with their long hair, with these mullets, with all kind of facial hair, you just go like, you know, man, it just, it, it, it really, for, as someone who stood and left one, you know, the first when they only had one section of bleachers in left field at LSU in the nineties to what this is today. I, I, I mean, it, it's really, it's, it's disgusting. It, it, it's sad is what it is.
1: Well, that's all you can do right now is hope it gets better. You would think it, you could kind of chalk it up into a transition year, but you would think that that part of the game wouldn't give you that much trouble. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there.
5: Well, and, and then that cowboy he brought with him from Arizona, that pitcher. I mean, I don't know if you've seen this dude, but he's like grossly overweight. Yes, I have he has seen. hair longer than a woman, big old, it just it, like i said it just it, it's really just disgusting it, the whole thing they don't look good, you know physically they don't look good they and and they they can't really play a game of baseball, so anyway, that was my comments, footsie all right, I appreciate it thank you
1: okay. by the okay. way, the background on that promo that that um bitter referred to it was a game in Oakland. And A.K. was actually playing left field, which he rarely plays left field. He normally plays right. Every once in a while, he plays center. He was actually playing left field that day, and and it was a line drive, and I mean, the ball didn't hit the ground. It was it hit him right in the glove, and he didn't catch it. It's like he's supposed to catch the ball when they hit it to you. Anyway, that was a frustration from a from a loss that should not have happened that day in Oakland. But um, but no, I, I get his point. All right, we got chocolate chip again. Is that is that what's going on? Let's see.
2: Kevin, I, listen, I don't know what's going on, man. I got more energy today. <laughs> than this might be the best Monday of my life. I don't know. I just I'm so invigorated. And then when listen when Bitter called, I hadn't heard Bitter in such a long time. And listen, the man is so spot on. They have at least twenty more errors than they've been given credit for. The home scorer, of course, loves, he hates the pitchers, poor poor pitchers. (laughs) The ERA would be a point lower. But anyway, listen, he's got a shortstop. He's got a third baseman now playing shortstop. You know how that goes. K. Doty, poor fella. He was a third baseman. They stuck him at second. Then now, because the shortstop was so bad, Kevin, the shortstop Thompson, his fielding percentage is below 900. Kevin, 896 seven or is, have you ever having played in second base now have you ever heard of that in your life?
1: No, I don't think I mean, so. I,
2: I don't think I've ever heard of that. K Doty is feeling present just above nine hundred, nine eleven I think. The, the main issue is I can tell you what happened. he brought Jacob Berry from Arizona, who's a great he's a hitter. I mean the kid can hit. And I believe that he promised him he was gonna play somewhere. And because, you know, he's trying to get drafted and, and he, you know, I mean, it, it helps a lot when you are a position guy, he's just not a DH. So, of course, not as the DH in every league. But anyway, I believe he promised him that he was going to play somewhere and he just can't, you can't take him out of the lineup. And the poor guy has nowhere to play. I mean, he, everywhere he puts him, you know, the ball's going to find you. And he's he's nice at third. Like in that third, but boy, he's he's struggling mightily. His stealing percentages. is is also right down there around 900. And Then you got a brilliant first baseman. Okay, he's the greatest first baseman since time began. He's like, like, uh, like, uh, 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 Bitter said, Nothing other night he trails at balls. Like, then listen, he makes some spectacular plays. He flashes leather, you know, Kevin. Yeah, flashing leather. He flashes leather now, and he makes them. Kevin, the other night they went into the nothing. The full pitcher and the bases loaded went in two nothing like the fifth. The inning that Auburn scored all six of their runs, two outs, hit a ball. He takes one step to his right, hits him in the chest, or he gloves it. He flails out on the ground and the ball goes into right field. I mean, it's just historically bad. It's historically bad already. And as as Bitter said, if the home scorer wasn't, didn't love them so much and hate the pitchers. Their fear percentage would be the worst in the history of, of above Lily. Uh, it, it's, it's just incredible. But anyway, uh, uh, and listen, did I say cinnamon rolls a lot ago? Pop tarts. Get that frosting off of the Pop tart. That's, that's terrible. And all that honey, waffle, maple, good old strawberry Pop tart, crispy out of the toaster with butt on top, man. A big glass of milk. Oh, yes. tell you something. That, that was my childhood uh, breakfast. You know, I know my mother, 85 years old, she probably was cringing. I mean, I... I I kept Pop- Kellogg's in business, you know, whenever Pop Kellogg's first came out. All right, okay, listen, I'm gonna try to let somebody else call in. Okay. Anna said there's not a limit, but she might have to put me on one too. Uh, today I just can't help myself, man. All right, I'm gonna try not to call in until
1: tomorrow. Oh, don't, don't, right, don't, so don't, don't worry today, about it. Man. Thank you, Manny. Look, when you, when you bring, as they say, the juice, like Manny's bringing today, the man's all fired up. The man look, look I understand and I appreciate the cinnamon that Rockefeller had and that Manny had about no um about no frosting but I think the one that it's okay is is with cinnamon. I, I,
3: yeah, that brown sugar cinnamon yeah, frosting on top it, is it's just It's not
1: over the top. I think it's perfect. No. But look, with that said, I love a pop tart with no cinnamon and you put a little butter on it. <laughs> Man, is it good! Boy, to, we might need to bring that tomorrow. Do it. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a radio sin to eat on the air, though, isn't it? But maybe mm-hmm. we can eat during the breaks and just tell everybody how good it was. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good plan too.
3: That that's your job tomorrow. <laughs>
1: Man, do we I'm have a toaster in this
3: little kitchen? I don't know.
1: I think we do. We need I'm to utilize sure. this toaster.
3: We'll buy a box of pop stars and hide it somewhere that no one else will know. I got a desk now, so I can go put in that desk, and no one's gonna know about it.
1: Exactly. No, 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 no frosting, cinnamon, or or um, or a no frosting blueberry, or a no frosting strawberry. Got to get butter though in the refrigerator too. We need to hook that up. All right, we'll take a time out. Getting hungry here. We'll be back on The Game, 103.7 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: Why doesn't Kevin Foote talk more basketball? Oh! Because it's in the best interest for his health.
1: Not to discuss basketball. I had to give up basketball to save my life. I cannot take basketball. It's way too subjective.
0: More footnotes coming up on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette 104. One, Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. want to remind you, Cycle Cycle Zydeco, let's say it right, uh, is a festival on wheels experience, great Cajun cuisine, live performances by some of the best bands in Louisiana. It takes place April the 20th through the 24th, where you'll get all kind of attractions across Acadiana, the birthplace of Zydeco. If you want to experience uh, this extravaganza of Zydeco music, visit cyclezydeco.org. You know, having to do with Manny and Bitter and them talking about LSU baseball and the struggles they've had defensively, and we were talking about that, having to do with Cajun softball as well, it reminded me that it's one of the more, and it was a point I made with in a different conversation over the weekend, it's, it's, Probably the most underrated part of the Astros' streak over the last five, four or five, six years, however long they've been really good uh, and serious World Series contenders, is the defense that they've played. You know, the people like you know the Yankee fans or like Brian Cashman whining about uh, the Astros beating them so say which. With uh, with stealing signs, when you beat someone two to one or three to two, probably it's not stealing signs that beat you, and in this particular case, it wasn't. But w- what it was was Alex Bregman made an unbelievable defensive play to win one of those games. Carlos Correa had an unbelievable relay throw to to nail a guy at the plate to win one of those games. Defense has been a huge part of the Astros' success over the last five or six seasons. And what I'm worried about is with no Carlos Correa, that might slip a bit. And so that's one of many things to be concerned about going into this Astros season. But the de- the defensive laps, it really kind of tops that list because they've adjo- many times during that stretch, they had the best outfield defensively in Major League Baseball as well. And I don't think they're going to have that again this year. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. I bet you Zoe, Joey's eaten a Pop-Tart before in his life.
6: Man, brown cinnamon sugar, no frosting, toasted butter, not margarine, butter. It's got to be salted butter. me best I'm not a big frosting guy on Pop-Tart. That doesn't mean I won't eat one. You put one in front of me, it's like a cricket to a brim. You drop it in front of them, they're going to eat it. Yeah. But if I Brothers, I prefer non-icing. That way you can taste the filling without all that sugar taste on the top
1: of your mouth. I'm like that but, uh, with cake. I don't like frosting on a cake. Or like if someone gives me a cupcake, you know my first move is get get a, like get the frosting and throw it in the trash and eat the cupcake. Yes. See, finally yes. we agree well, on yeah, something. We
5: all got our yes. preferences.
6: Like I got to have a middle piece of cake because I'm not uh-huh. a big icing guy. I don't like the corners of the edges and brownies. I got to have the middle piece. So it's funny how we get particular. Joey's speaking my (laughs)
3: language right now.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Look, my kids love the corner. They like two crispy sides. And I'm like, give me the piece right in the middle where there's no crispy sides. It's all nice and mushy. But look, Pop-Tarts, Kevin, the most underrated part of Pop-Tarts, it's the best fishing food in the world. You can drop it overboard and it floats. It's waterproof before you open it, of course. But you can drop your pack of Pop Tarts in the water. It's going to float for you. It's not going to get wet. Uh, the perfect fishing. The only time I eat Vienna sausage is when I'm fishing for some reason. But Pop Tarts and Vienna sausage are my go to snacks. And I can't tell you how many thousands of Pop Tarts I've eaten in the duck blind. And that's, <laughs> that's because there's two. So you bust them open. You can share one with a friend and you two can sit there and eat Pop Tarts while you're waiting on ducks. So. Uh, there's there's aspects to food we don't think of sometimes, but and if, it's I'll good you bait you too. Right shaking their heads, saying definitely, in a boat, pop tart is your go-to snack because you can actually leave it in there overnight and eat it the next day, and it's just as fresh. You
1: I agree, really except for the fact that there's no toaster in a boat unless you got a real, <laughs> real fancy boat.
6: Oh, but yeah, but you can eat them raw. That you don't have. Yeah, just, but it's not the same. With butter on the top. Yes. But uh, i mean you can eat them that's the beauty of them you can throw it in a lunch box for a kid you can eat them without toasting them they're just right enhanced when you toast them and put salted butter on the top then you get the sweet buttery salty i gotta try this waffle when y'all were talking about never heard of
3: <laughs> <laughs> i hadn't even until someone said to me. maple that syrup
1: is. waffle pop tart joey Go, oh, go my get it.
6: Goodness. Like she said, toasted with butter, those better not be frosted. They'll ruin those if they frost them. you got to put some butter uh, on it. I that. think there's and frosting look, did y'all on talk it. About, I tuned in late. Did y'all talk about the new little baby Pop-Tarts they got? They got these little snack-sized Pop-Tarts. They are like they look like pizza rolls.
1: Yeah, but that's counterfeit.
3: That's like uh, the the, the, the cereal they make. have for them,
6: too. There are no limits to, 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 to Pop-Tarts capabilities now that they shrinking them. You know, you can you can get somebody one on a diet and they're like, all right, I'll eat a little one even though I'm not supposed to be eating it, where they won't eat a whole Pop Tart. So oh man, that's you singing my song when you're talking Pop Tarts.
1: But you know what's okay, sad? To- While we're talking about Pop Tarts, <laughs> like, you know what my go to, my favorite Pop Tart was growing up? They don't even make it anymore. Vanilla what's Cream serious? chocolate vanilla cream, which had I'd frosting. Never heard of that. The chocolate vanilla cream ones were my favorite Pop-Tarts growing up as a kid. Now I like the cinnamons too. Don't get me wrong, but it's and I like it's
6: almost impossible to find the cinnamon without frosting anymore. If you find them, they're all frosted. They
1: they they don't even make my favorite Pop-Tart as a kid anymore.
3: I don't take if well, I don't want apparently. the frosting one day. I do take it off. Like I will go and like use my teeth and go take them all the whole frosting off. But I don't want it. I will do or that. A Pop-Tart. Yes.
6: I thought you were talking cupcakes still. How do you get frosting off a of Pop Tart? That's talent, girl.
3: You, I mean, you think about it, the frosting on top, it's not like regular frosting on a cake or when you put it on like on brownies or whatever, you put extra frosting on top. It's like a hardened frosting. Right. So it's right, like picking tough. off like burn off of some you know, if you have a piece of meat or whatever, you don't want the burnt stuff, you just peel the Oh no, the burnt,
1: burnt stuff's off. good.
3: You just hit it with the Pop Tart. You can use a use a knife oh, with it. i watch. Let's, get I'd get like a pack and try it with the with a knife.
1: That's, that's too that's much trouble. Just though. eat I'd it. Like
6: to see that <laughs> it's like glued on Pop Yeah, I'm just
1: that's too much that. trouble. Just put butter on it and eat it.
3: Yeah, I'll bring you to the studio you. one day. Don't worry.
1: Th- th- <laughs> thanks, Joey.
3: Offensive tackle, Kev. In the first round?
6: My offensive tackle. I don't, I don't believe. I think we're going to trade up and get crossed, but no. that's me being really anti-trade because up. they never trade. Uh, but uh, it's. Uh, I, I just think that there's gonna be enough receivers or we can get one in the second round. And they realize we got Michael Thomas in the second round. Uh, there's a limited number of really good offensive tackles. There's a dude from northern but, Iowa with that. But they
1: but, but they need they need a starting wide receiver more than they need a starting safety in the first round. If the draft if the draft ended put it this way if they draft if if they only had one pick if the draft ended at the end of the first round the need for wide receiver with that one pick would be would outweigh the need for a tackle with that one pick that's why they got to pick him in the first round
6: No but we got multiple picks so I get that if there was just one pick in the draft we need the receiver the most
1: That's why you pick but him But we need an
6: offensive tackle and we need one long term that's affordable and that way you don't have to switch Ramchek from right to left, which I really don't want to do. I think the guy is one of the top two right tackles in the league. So you can leave him put. You get a young guy. Uh, they got they got five really really good offensive tackles. Where there's like twelve receivers.
1: There's so. there's there's twelve offensive tackles There are there are ten to twelve offensive tackles that are going in the set, top two rounds.
6: Well, I it's think that I love deep. it if Cross fell to us, but I don't think he gets past San Diego again, our foil, right? A pick before us. They seem to hose us every draft, either trading up ahead of us or trading to somebody that needs what we need right ahead of us.
1: I wonder Andy, if they like us. this guy, Petit Frere, because if they do, I think he might be there in the second round. But we'll see. We got a couple more weeks. And he plays for the got Buckeyes. It, All right. Thank you. Man, I don't I mean I love talking food, but I didn't think we'd talk about pop tarts this much. But no, I miss my old school vanilla, chocolate vanilla cream pop tarts. They don't uh they don't make those anymore.
3: The one I sent you, the picture of it?
1: They it, it it didn't come through. They um well it's downloading. They they have a this weird facsimile of it. They call it um they have a cookies and cream that kind of looks like it, but it's not the same. It's not the same.
3: But I see, I don't like Oreos by themselves. Like I don't like regular Oreos. They have like the vanilla ones. Oreo I like cookies? those. That's, that's oh. what cookies and cream is. Is technically it's cookies love, it's Oreos. Oh no,
1: I love that, but it's not the same. I love Oreo cookies. Like if you, it, or it's I ate some Oreo cookies over the weekend because um some fine gentleman brought them for the draft, and I've like when the, every time I eat an Oreo cookie I like. This is so much better than a chocolate chip cookie. It's not even close. Oh, my
3: god!
1: It's not even close how much better Oreo cookies are chocolate chip cookies. I don't like Oreos by themselves.
3: Cookies. So, like, okay, the mint ones, I love those. Yeah, the birthday cake, for okay, some reason the filling changes it. So if I have, like, the Oreos or the birthday cake one, then the birthday cake is a filling between, and I like those. But the only way I'll eat regular Oreos is if it's made into Oreo balls.
1: Oh, no. Oreo cookie is look it's better if you can dip it in the milk don't get me wrong but it, but if you don't have like I ate, I don't know probably 6 or 8 Oreo cookies Saturday night and they it had been a while since I eaten an Oreo cookie man it's it's so good it's mm-hmm. way better uh-uh. way better Crush than it a chocolate up with chip some, cookie
3: some uh, some cream cheese and cover them in chocolate way i better. got you not even cookies but by themselves no
1: We'll take a break. We'll come back, finish out today's show. I mean, if you like chocolate chip cookies more than Oreos, then uh, you just you just you just have a bad opinion. I mean, it's it's a free country. You can have a bad opinion, but your opinion is wrong if, if you believe that. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back, finish out today's show on the game. 1037, Lafayette, 1041, Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. <laughs>
0: time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. April 4th, 1988, Kansas defeats Oklahoma 83-79 in the NCAA Men's Tournament Championship game. Jayhawks power forward Danny Manning is named the tournament's most outstanding player that was this day in sports history we now return to the game 1037 lafayette and 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana's sports station
1: welcome back to footnotes well we've had a little fun on a monday and there's nothing wrong with having a little fun on the Monday. a lot of people are kind of coming all down and droopy on mondays and We've been talking about great things like pop tarts, and um, only it was a little bit depressing remembering that my favorite pop tart doesn't exist anymore. That was a little depressing, but put a little butter on a good cinnamon pop tart, kind of make you forget about that for a second. <laughs> hey, look, y'all want to talk about pop tarts tomorrow? We can do c- we, we can, can, do can certainly do that.
3: But I probably well, agree on one thing that you don't like frosting on cake and cupcakes. Yes, I was okay with the one I had on my cake I made last night. It was like a late night, like a late birthday cake for Kenneth. I wasn't able we to make it, and I finally made it yesterday. It was like a very light cream cheese filling, type. Yeah, icing I'm good on with top. light. And then I put a drizzled um, chocolate syrup and peanut butter, like Reese's topping on top. Me. And it was like just enough icing that I was able to eat it with the icing on top. So it was like not even an inch high.
1: Now I like, I like like German chocolate cake where the icing is coconut. Essentially. I don't That's like good. coconut. Oh, I love coconut. My groom's cake all the many years ago was a German chocolate cake with Astro's baseball cards on top
3: of it. Oh, my goodness. That was a
1: good groom's cake. <laughs> Why you hate Astro's baseball cards?
3: It's just that it's you that you would have Astro's <laughs> baseball cards on top of your groom's cake.
1: Oh, yeah. That was I mean, good. My,
3: my stepmom, asked says, so, Kenneth, are we putting uh, a Rubik's Cube as your groom's cake? Uh, a bowling ball? Like, what are we doing? And he's like... I don't really care for sweets, so it's <laughs> like, regular sheet cake it is.
1: Maybe what we need to start doing is, is grading, um, you know, like the Tony Jones grading Saints decisions. Like the, the decision to, to, to cut Latavius Murray and keep Tony Jones was like a chocolate chip cookie decision, you know, really bad. And then if they make a great choice, it could be like an Oreo cookie or a, um, you know, that's a, that's, a, um, that's a move we'll describe by cinnamon Pop-Tarts with butter on it, that kind of
3: thing. Yes. I think the we best choice that. is the Cosmo, the Cosmo brownies. Those are good.
1: All right. That'll do it for today's show, which we got us all thinking about Pop-Tarts, but that's okay. I love them. Appreciate uh, all the phone calls. And uh, at least we're all hungry leaving the show today. Y'all have a nice day.